When I'm having a good hair day, that's when I'm my best self. I feel good. I look great. And I will say, painting sulfate-free rose water collection is a part of that. The Rose Water Collection. It feels and smells amazing and comes with a deep treatment that leaves your hair petal soft. It was inspired by Ramadan traditions when many in the Middle East break the fast with rose water because of its hydrating benefits. And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. Available now from iHeart, a new series presented by T-Mobile for Business, The Restless Ones. Join me, Jonathan Strickland, as I explore the coming technological revolution with the restless business leaders who stand right on the cutting edge. They know there is a better way to get things done, and they are ready, curious, excited for the next technological innovation to unlock their vision of the future. In each episode, we'll learn more from the restless ones themselves and dive deep into how the 5G revolution could enable their teams to thrive. The Restless Ones is now available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks, with more than 85,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature. For Stuff Mom Never Told You listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Bossy Pants by comedian Tina Fey. Fey's story is a great example of a woman who goes after what she wants and gets it, albeit with pitfalls and humor along the way. That's Bossy Pants, available from Audible. To try Audible free today and get a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash momstuff. That's audiblepodcast.com slash momstuff. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kristen. Kristen, the other day we talked about masturbation by the numbers. Who does it? How often? Everybody. All the time. (laughs) Um, But today we're going to talk more about the the health and relationship aspect of masturbation and how it can be involved in those things. You know, is it possible to masturbate too often and to hurt yourself and Mm -hmm. hurt your relationships? Or can masturbation be more of a a vitamin, a, a shot to the arm for a relationship? Yeah. Um, and since since uh, we want to, we like to end things on high notes mm-hmm. in stuff my mother told you. So let's start with the bad news. Yeah. Such as specifically uh, men masturbating face down, masturbating face down. Right. Um, yeah, you can actually hurt yourself. If you are a man who frequently masturbates face down by um, maybe thrusting too hard into sheets, pillows, or even the floor. Mm -hmm. I actually ran this by a couple of dude friends of mine, and a lot of them had not even thought about it. This had not even crossed their mind. They could not really comprehend. I had one who was like, really had to think about it, and he turned around and started making hand motions to try to imagine it. And I (laughs) I was like, please, no, we're in public. Please stop. You have to stop that. (laughs) So, well, that's good to know because uh, since they had not been habitually masturbating face down, uh, lowered their chances, therefore, of injuring the urethra so much that uh, it would actually cause the urine to exit the penis, not in a stream, but in a hard-to-control spray. And Dr. Barbara Bartlick, who is a psychiatrist and sex therapist in New York City, uh, talked about men who have done this, like injured their urethra from masturbating face downs and so much that they had to pee sitting down. 
Right. Yeah. It could make using a urinal difficult. Yes. Um, it's not the only thing. There could be a penile fracture when an erect penis strikes a hard object. And this, you know, I, I'm a, you know, could also happen when you're thrusting on a floor. Um, this is basically a tear in the tissue in the penis that's around the spongy tissue. And this mm. often requires surgery to repair. Yeah. Um, and along those same lines, um, a couple of doctors mentioned sexual dysfunction possibly brought on by overstimulation, uh, which one doctor described as uh, if a man is is masturbating in a way that does not mimic typical intercourse or sexual contact um, that could strain the penis in right. some kind of way and actually make it harder for him to achieve orgasm um, when he is engaging in intercourse. Right. And they recommend... If this becomes a problem in your life or your relationship and, you know, just having sex with your partner isn't doing it for you anymore, they recommend kind of reining it back in and and trying to kind of wean off that method and maybe starting to masturbate in such a way that simulates sex with a partner Mm -hmm. so that you're more used to the idea and the the sensations. Yeah. Um, And don't worry, women, we will talk about you very soon. But one more thing that that typically um, is associated with Male masturbation is uh, this kind of worst case scenario of it developing into a compulsive psychological behavior that could certainly affect relationships. Right. Um, It is possible for some people to become obsessed with porn and or masturbation, and it could actually cause your sex life to suffer. Mm -hmm. If you turn your attention away from your partner, if you withdraw from friendships, from family, from your job to just masturbate all the time. And and luckily, like you said, you know, this is not very widespread. It's not every case. Just just if you masturbate a lot, it doesn't mean you're obsessed or compulsive or whatever. Right. And that would go under the umbrella, too, of uh, the kind of controversial uh, classification of sex addiction in mm-hmm. general. And that it can happen to uh, to women as well. So right. we're not <laughs> we're not excluded from that gals. Right. But since we have now terrified all of our male listeners about Mm -hmm. um, masturbating, here's some good news, guys. Yeah. All right. Don't be scared. No one be scared because according to the Mayo Clinic, three things. Masturbation does not reduce your sperm count. Mm -hmm. It does not affect your ability to achieve an erection. Mm -hmm. And it also does not. Wait a second. (laughs) And it also does not tinker with your fertility in any way. Right. So if you, um, if you're masturbating once a week, once a day, three times a day, you're, you're all right. Yeah. And on top of all of this, masturbation is the safest sex. Yes. You're not likely to catch an STD or catch a baby. Yeah. So there's that. But if you are sharing toys or incorporating toys into partnered masturbation, Mm -hmm. Health experts recommend that you do use a condom on those toys yes. or objects of any kind. Now, since we've been talking so much about about men, mm-hmm. let's talk about the ladies. All right. Right. And speaking of, uh, you mentioned toys, Caroline, mm-hmm. and this would be an excellent time to talk about vibrators because this is a common question that comes up, and it is whether or not using a vibrator will desensitize you to uh, physical, like sexual contact with a partner, whether it will kind of, quote unquote, replace um, sex with someone else. And the answer is no. And no. Actually, with or without a toy, masturbation helps women increase clitoral 
clitoral sensations, improving the quality of their orgasms. Mm-hmm. Any discomfort, numbness, tingling you feel with the use of a vibrator, it's only temporary. And let me underscore this from Go Ask Alice mm-hmm. at uh, Columbia University. It's an excellent sex health resource online. Using vibrators causes no long-term risk of clitoral desensitization. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah, and you know what? Looking at the stat that only 30% of women orgasm through vaginal intercourse alone, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, hey, if it helps. Yeah. Sexual health educators are very pro-female masturbation mm-hmm. because, like you said, it, it's a way for women to understand, get to know their bodies, first of all, become more comfortable with their vulvas and their vaginas and understand mm-hmm. What turns them on and what brings them to an orgasm so that they can then communicate to their partner right. to have a more uh, sexually fulfilling experience. Right. Masturbation is definitely a learning experience. You yeah. learn you learn what you like, you learn what turns you on, and you learn hopefully how to better communicate that to your partner. Mm-hmm. And same thing goes for guys. It mm-hmm. can be a learning experience for you too, men, because uh, a lot of sex health educators will point out too that it can... Uh, what, what's the, what's the phrase? Moment of inevitability. Yes. Lots of syllables. Inevitability. Basically, you learn when you're about to reach orgasm or when you're getting close and you can either try to slow that process down or alert your partner. And that will be good for both partners because it can help ward off instances of premature ejaculation. Right. And there are so many other benefits that experts have listed for masturbation, including Having it be a coping mechanism. Maybe you haven't had sex in a while or your partner doesn't have as big a sex drive as you do. We have done podcasts on long distance relationships. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Whole different podcast. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. It also can relieve stress, tension, and in some cases, PMS symptoms like crankiness and irritability. And it can help induce sleep. Yeah, and in addition, that's not all, Caroline. Oh, my God, there's more? That's not even all. It can strengthen muscle tone in the genital region. And Slate also reported on a a small study that found that orgasming through masturbation or intercourse can lower your blood pressure response for days. It has a ripple effect. Chill out, man. Now, not everybody can calm down about masturbation. It is actually a source of stress for some couples because Mm -hmm. of the question of, is it... Is it like cheating? Right. Is it going behind your partner's back? Does it make, is it making someone feel inadequate? Yeah, because masturbation is still such a cultural taboo, even mm-hmm. though it's, uh, it's more of a jokey thing when it's applied to male culture, but still for female culture, it's not, it's not as acceptable for, for you to engage in masturbation. And a lot of times you'll see in a lot of advice columns, especially, um, couples, heterosexual couples writing in, with the wives jealous that their husband is masturbating. Kind of like that scene in American Beauty where Annette Benning freaks out when Kevin Spacey, her husband in the film, is masturbating beside her in the morning. Right. I mean, it's natural. Um, psychiatrist Barbara Bartlett, who you mentioned earlier, says that we can't assume that just because a man masturbates that there is a problem with his primary relationship. You know, we talked in the last podcast about how the more sex people have in a relationship or whenever, um, the more they masturbate because mm-hmm. along with more sexual activity comes more sexual fantasies and desires. So it all sort of goes hand in hand. So just because your husband or your wife is, or your partner is masturbating more, um, it doesn't mean that you're inadequate at all. Or masturbating without you. But you mentioned 
the the fantasy thing. And I think that that might be where a lot of this relationship jealousy might come up. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, psychologist William Harley says that most women want all of their husband's sexual expression to be exclusively with them. And this is a quote. He says, uh, my basic rule for marriage is that all of your sex, including fantasies, should be with each other. And uh, that will enhance your romantic relationship. To which I say, Mr. Harley, uh, you should chat with Dan Savage because that um, that's an insanely high bar. Yeah, who has the time, frankly, to be part of every sexual escapade and thought and desire? Long-term monogamy can be a challenging process, right. even if you have to be uh, even even psychologically monogamous, because there are plenty of sexual health experts and psychologists out there who will say that it is perfectly normal and healthy um, to engage in fantasy play outside of, yeah. uh, you know, the person sitting next to you. And that's a that's a healthy behavior. And again, it all goes back. All of this goes back to sexual communication. If the, you know, if, if a person is jealous that their partner is masturbating instead of having sex with them, then it might, it's probably not so much the actual masturbation as maybe some underlying issues going on. Right. Yeah. Luann Cole Weston, a counselor and sex therapist, disagrees with Mr. Harley. Uh, Dr. Harley, she says that sometimes people think when they marry that they've just gotten a license to run the life of the other person, including their sexual thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be more communication for sure. Yeah. And um, just to add like one more one more expert voice to the conversation. This is from Sally Foley, who's the director of the Center for Sexual Health at the University of Michigan Health System. And in response to um, a husband's quandary about uh, his wife being perturbed at his masturbation habits. She says that, uh, you two need to build, rebuild your intimacy outside of the bedroom. Like you said earlier, Caroline, you're talking about kind of recoiling a little bit, backing things up. If, uh, masturbation has become an issue in a relationship, maybe it's time to not so much focus on the bedroom, but take baby steps starting outside of the bedroom and working your way back in. Right. And to bust one final myth about masturbation, um, you are not going to get prostate cancer just because you masturbate a lot. Yeah, this is um, a headline that has come up a lot because typically one thing I noticed when I was researching this, uh, a lot of scholarly information, uh, health information about masturbation is almost solely directed toward men, mm-hmm. uh, kind of negating all of the majority of women who do it. But there were was a study that came out in the British Journal of Urology in 2009 um, that found a correlation between ejaculation, either through masturbation or intercourse, and higher rates of prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. But then it, a study came out later that, that sort of counterbalanced all of that. Right. Um, men who masturbate more often might do so because they have high levels of sex hormones, so they feel like they need to do it more often. And young men predisposed to having hormone-sensitive prostate cancer will be at a higher risk if they have more male hormones. So the connection isn't necessarily that I'm going to masturbate or have sex so much that it's going to create this problem Mm -hmm. of cancer. It's more that if you have a lot of these sex hormones, you might feel the need or the desire to have sex more often. And then those hormones are the ones that will eventually possibly cause problems if you're predisposed to prostate cancer. Yeah. 
Um, and I guess just on a, on a final note, uh, to sum up this two parter mm-hmm. on masturbation, I would say, Caroline, I w- if I would like people to take away anything, it would be that, uh, that A, the masturbation is a normal, healthy, sexual, and safe sexual behavior mm-hmm. that a lot of us, almost all of us, I'm looking at the, the percentages right now from ages 20 to 49 and men, it's over 90%. And in women, it's roughly 80%. Mm-hmm. So look, it's normal. Just have an open mind about it. Yeah, and the pros certainly outweigh the cons. Right. I think that's all we can say. Yeah, I think we've covered it. If you have any questions, comments, comments suggestions, <laughs> let us know. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is our email address. And we've got time for an email here from Megan. This is in response to our episode on pickup artists. And whether or not the game really works. And she says, my fiance has admitted to me that he used the rules of the game to pick me up five years ago. I think it worked because he was able to do it without being a misogynist. First, he picked me up in a class, not a bar. And for peacocking, he used a poster. Now, many people had just bought posters for their dorms up on the quad. So when I asked him what his poster was, I was expecting it to be of two girls making out or of Carmen Electra's boobs, but no, it was of Albert Einstein. Needless to say, I was extremely impressed. A hot, cute, funny guy that didn't think of women as objects and was kind of nerdy. Oh boy, was I excited. But after that class, I didn't see him again. I started to worry that he had dropped the class. And one day we got a huge paper assignment and he came up to me and asked if I would help him since I wasn't totally lost like him. I was so happy to see him again that of course I said yes and we have been inseparable since. So I guess my point is that the game can help guys who are shy to talk to girls, but they can't take it too literally. They have to put their own spin on it and think about what type of girl they would like to attract. So I guess my point is that the game can help guys who are too shy to talk to girls, but they can't take it too literally. Yeah, that's interesting, though, that he didn't seem to drop a neg. Yeah. He didn't come up to her and be like, hey, you seem pretty stupid. Do you want me to help you with your report? How did you get in this honors class? Yeah, so that's good that he was actually a nice person. Yeah, <laughs> leave, leave the negging alone. Yeah. Pick up artists out there. Uh, and again, if you would like to send us an email our, our way, hopefully it's not an egg. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is our email address. And you can send us a comment up on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. And finally, you can check out our blog during the week. It's Stuff Mom Never Told You at HowStuffWorks.com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 85,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. To try Audible free today and get a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash momstuff. That's audiblepodcast.com slash momstuff. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? So here's something that some of you might find shocking. 95% of women don't feel good about their hair. But Pantene is changing that. Pantene's Rosewater Collection combats bad hair days with an innovative formula that uses rosewater derived from the petals and buds of the Rosa Gallica plant. With Pantene's Rosewater Collection, I can really feel how much more hydrated my hair is. And it's sulfate, paraben, dye, and mineral oil-free, which makes me feel good because who needs all those additives? 
Experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. This episode is brought to you by NBC's Good Girls. The new season of NBC's Good Girls is generating serious buzz. Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman are hilarious as America's favorite moms turned criminals. This show is the perfect blend of comedy, action, and romance. No wonder critics call Good Girls your next TV addiction. And Rotten Tomatoes rates it 100% fresh. Ooh, Good Girls, Sundays on NBC. The new season has already had some wild twists, so watch live. And stream anytime.